Uh, playoffs? Welcome to the Week 18 Reaction Pod of the Better Rivals Podcast. My name is Oscar Aparicio, and this week, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the 49ers win in Week 18, Shanahan gets his sixth straight against the Rams, and the 49ers clinch, clinch the sixth seed in the playoffs. And with me this week, coming in hot off that Ambry Thomas walk-off high, it's David Newman. What a fucking game, huh? We're ready to go. I told you. I told you we were going to wow. be here. I was going to be drinking champagne after this after the playoff clinch. Here I am in my coupe. Uh, I'm not talking about cars. Talking about this glass right here full of this delicious Spanish cava that I am drinking in celebration. Six seed making the playoffs. Here we are. <laughs> taking a, a a nice long sip there. Uh what? Yeah, just what a a fucking roller coaster of emotions that game was. <laughs> oh man, it was absolutely. I mean, it was it was everywhere. It was all over the place. The the 49ers, I mean, this is so full disclosure, by the way. We we absolutely set the the live stream time to start 5 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. Thinking there would be no overtime. That usually gives us plenty of time to prep get things organized, take a, dip, a a closer look at some things. We're rolling right into this one. We are fresh off the wing. Right into it. Let's uh let's let's go. And and yes, roller coaster of emotions. The, the I mean, it was basically the disastrous start that had everyone thinking, "Well, it's the season." I mean, the the Saints are up 24 to 6 on a, a hapless Falcons and the Niners are out here without Trent Williams, which was like worst-case scenario especially against this defensive line, 17-0. to It started out, I, I guess, it's probably our fault. I mean, it seems like the Rams were like, hey, whatever, the, those, those better rivals guys, they say we should play with a little heavier in the box. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, and they did, and it worked. The Niners' offense could not get anything going in the running game early, and, and they just they couldn't put anything together. And here you are looking at 17-0 and thinking, well, it's been fun. Trey Lance time. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, it is difficult to imagine uh, a worst possible start for the 49ers in this game. Like, I mean, so they, you know, it starts with you get the Rams receiving the ball to start with and going on a very 49ers-esque drive, right? 13 plays, only getting six, needing to go 62 yards on that uh, that drive, ending in a field goal. But it ate up over half the first quarter, right? It was six minutes to go in the first quarter, but by the time the 49ers get the ball, obviously they don't hold on to it very long there, end up punting. And then they go on another double-digit play drive, 12 plays, 61 yards, this time for a touchdown. And, and yeah, I just remember thinking early on, it was like, it, it wasn't even like it was working all that well. It, it really felt like they were trying to be the 49ers in like it, with their game plan, right? They were trying to eat up clock. They uh, were, were kind of taking things quite a bit slower. They were running the ball a lot more on first and second down. And, uh, and that wasn't even successful, right? And a lot of times when the, that happens to the 49ers, when they can't run the ball well, especially on those early downs and set up more manageable third down situations, things get kind of iffy pretty quick, right? And, and uh, this wasn't the case for, for the Rams, right? They just kept, uh, when they would get in those third and long situations, finding a way to convert. And it just felt like they had 
the better players, right? They were winning those matchups. You had Beckham that had the the nice catch on a, a really well covered throw um, from Mosley on that play. Uh, obviously, had Cup getting behind Dante Johnson for a big play there. So they were just continuously making these plays in the third and long situations, uh, and it just felt like it was going to be rough, right? It, it just they were down seventeen points, and it was just like, okay, this is the opposite of the game script we need here. I was thinking about what the story was going to be, especially near the the end of the first half before the the Niners ended up getting the, the halftime lap, the, the Madden double up. And I, I thought third downs, third downs is uh, they're really the story here. We've talked about third downs and the Niners ability and so, in some cases inability to manage third down well. And that seemed to be the issue, especially early. You mentioned the catch to to that Odell Beckham had against really, really good coverage by Emmanuel yeah. Mosley. I mean, that's just that's just a grown man catch from Odell Beckham. It was it was bonkers. And and a lot of it was just that bunch formations from the Rams that the Niners seem to have trouble with. And, and it was just a little bit of tentative play from Ambry Thomas. Uh, Dante Johnson was giving Cooper Cup a lot of cushion, and he was just eating it up underneath. And and the Niners were playing zone a lot, and it, the zones were just too big. And they were they were not getting home to Stafford initially, and he was starting to cut them up. And I was and I was looking at this game, and I'm like, you're down 17-0. Now you're going to have to put Jimmy behind that offensive line that looks a little rocky. It's it's not great. And and then. That halftime lap happens, and it was so important for them to get a drive for a field goal with under 40 seconds to go. I mean, at that point in the game, the the Niners had 41 total yards. This is a graphic that came up on screen. Niners had 41 total yards with 33 seconds left. The Rams had run 33 plays. That's absolute bonkers. And then I, I thought, I, literally in my head, I'm like, 38 seconds, right. Shanahan, you're going to run the ball, see if you get something. You're not going to get anything, and then you're going to punt. And, and that's, I was, I was resigned to walking in 17, zero at half that field goal was big. And then it seemed like the whole strategy for the Rams shifted. They stopped putting someone down in the box. Cause I think they were worried about the Niners going to pass Niners open up second half. And they're like, Hey, you forgot we were here. Let's <laughs> run the ball down your throat. And, and then, and then it was off to the races. It's so funny because, so, I mean, like from that point, just need to, to call this out. Right. So you mentioned the 41 yards from that point on in like two quarters and some change, right? Over 400 yards. They finished the game with 449 total yards from scrimmage. That's so that's incredible. Yeah. In in two quarters and some change, they put up over 400 yards, which is just wild. Uh and and yeah, it's like it's it's so funny because what on its face, I think if you're just zoomed out, not really paying attention to the teams involved, and you just said that like, hey, there was a game, one team was down 17 points at halftime, right, or 14 points at halftime, and uh, hadn't been able to move the ball very much at all, and then they came out in the second half and they continued running it. You'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why is this happening? This is a stupid idea. And that's clearly what the Rams thought because, yeah, they they were, uh, it appeared to be, you know, a lot more focused on the run game this time around. They were getting that extra safety into the box and uh, really committed. You saw uh, that even the corners, right? So they, when you get into more single high stuff, that means they're playing more cover three. Obviously, Ramsey was kind of feeling himself a little bit when he came in and had that little pop on Debo that, that went for a loss, which... Funny enough, came back to bite him in the ass on the the Debo yeah. uh, p- throw yeah, for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, it, it was just so they they broke away from that uh, strategy early in the game, and they went back to kind of like, all right, we're we're up multiple scores here. We're we're expecting them to go pass heavy and and have to try to come back. 
And I mean, yeah, it was really that turn that was big because getting the the three points before half and then coming out and being able to put a drive together and and suddenly cut it to one score right before the Rams could have another say uh, and, and, and get the ball back. And then you go out and you get a three and out on that that next drive and come back and tie it up. And it just like it went from feeling like an absolute disaster to just like, holy shit, this is tied and, and just like such such little game time. We'll get to the defense in a second because I think the, def- the the defensive performance merits discussion, especially when you get to the pressure and some of the blitzing that the, that the team did. But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the performance of Jimmy Garoppolo because this was a good game from Jimmy Garoppolo despite some errant throws that got him in trouble and made this game a little closer than it needed to be. It's part of the Jimmy Garoppolo experience. But hurt thumb or not, like he was out there slinging. He played a good game. And, and early on, you know, I think that the um, we were all kind of eye rolling initially that deep throw on third down to Jamichael Hasty. Aikman's like that ball's underthrown. And I'm like, I feel like that's actually a pretty good back shoulder throw in that situation. Like you're looking at the you're looking at the defensive back. The back is to him. You throw over to the you know, to the back shoulder. And I'm like. The, the defender makes a pretty good play there. Um, and, and overall, I think, you know, he, there were some times where he like didn't have, um, you know, where he was clearly off. He had no business throwing that ball to, to Jimmy, to, to uh, George Kittle when it got ended up pick. I think it got picked off by Ramsey. It was like three people in the middle of the field. It was high. It wasn't good. But even with those mistakes, like he at, at times put this team on his back and had a really, really good game. And they do not win this game without him. Right. That, that's the thing, right, uh, is the, some of the in like especially early, right? A lot of the disastrous start we focused on what happened, you know, um, when when the Rams had the ball there. But uh, for him, it was looking kind of ugly, right? Like he had uh, the fumble there that was like clear. I mean, look, he wasn't securing it like I, he, he probably fumbles that regardless uh, of whether he's got this thumb injury or not. But it certainly like didn't help his chances, right? When when you just get a little poke at the ball when he's holding it out there with his throwing hand, um, and, and so yeah, I mean having that, and then you see it, it didn't feel like he was really navigating the pocket all that well. Like I thought the interception that he had, um, you know, the first one that just where he gets hit as he he throws like to Travis Benjamin. Yeah, when when you're trying to throw it deep like that and you get hit, like that's always going to be bad news because the ball just flutters up in the air and and the defense has a ton of time to react to it. And that's what happened. But it, it felt like he could have maneuvered in the pocket a little bit better to create some extra space for that throw prior to making it. And, and so, yeah, that things just kind of like felt a little off early. Um, and, and then, yeah, he just made so many more good throws stuff down further down the field right stuff in some tighter windows and and yeah there there were still some ugly ones in there i mean the the ramsey interception um wasn't a great throw uh and then he had the other one that was later in the game that uh really sh- i mean thankfully it didn't hurt them but he like missed what should have been a probably a touchdown to debo uh on that final on drive there um where he overthrows it and so Definitely still had some some issues with accuracy here and there, but that's like a Jimmy thing in general, right? That's like not that's a five perfectly healthy fingers, and we're still seeing some of those throws from him at times. So, yeah, I, I think overall he made might, a lot of good throws. I might take Jimmy Garoppolo out behind the woodshed before every game and just take one of his fingers because Jimmy four fingers, you know, Jimmy four fingers. He he was the guy. He was that dude. 
And and I'm I'm just saying maybe maybe he doesn't need all four. Maybe you know make him feel like he's the underdog. You know wrap something around his hand and and make him go because there were a couple passes that were just on the absolute money. The especially on the final drive, some of those throws to Jawan Jennings, um, the one on on an outbreaking route on third down. I mean it was on the money. I think it was and there was one that was a choice route that they were like away up to the sideline, not hanging him inside. Um, and Jawan Jennings just had some strong hands and some good catches. A lot of people are talking about Juwan Jennings. Um, I mean, he, he's been in the Hall of Likes since the beginning of the year. I don't know what where you graduate to from the Hall of Like, but Juwan Jennings has officially graduated. Um, people are calling him, you know, the the next uh, Kendrick Bourne. I feel like that sells my man Juwan Jennings short. Like that's that's he's he's beyond that. He's surpassed Kendrick Bourne as the a 49er. backhanded Let's ass get, compliment if I've ever heard one. Let's give this man some respect. Juwan Jennings over here catching two touchdowns. He's he's Shanahan's new toy. Put some respect on Juwan Jennings' name. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, it's they, they've been trying to get a bigger body that can work the, you know, the the slot um, and be another piece, right? To be another weapon so that you, it, it becomes a little less difficult to to focus on the guys that tend to get most of the targets, right? And I think we saw there was like a, a late play. It was, oh, I forget what fucking drive it was on, but um, they had essentially three guys off to the right-hand side. This was, it was later in the game. Debo was the furthest guy out wide and they moved Ramsey. It was at the point in the game where they started just having Ramsey shadow Debo. So you go and and you put your basically your best cover guy on Debo Samuel to try to take him away or at least make things really difficult. And then on the inside was George Kittle. And, and with him, they were playing, so they were playing cover one in this situation. So he's got one guy on him and then they had the whole defender that was sitting there kind of as the helper in the middle reacting very strongly to what Kittle was doing. So it wasn't like a a pure double team, but in practice, it might as well have been. And then the other guy over there was Juwan Jennings and that's where the ball went to. And, and that's again, like, that's a situation like the defense is structured to make the ball Go somewhere else. You, we're saying that we're going to take away your top two options and force you and, and these other guys on the field to make plays. And Juwan Jennings was that guy, and he made those plays in this game. Uh, and it was was obviously huge and a big reason they were able to come away with the win. Everyone everyone that really needed to make plays made plays. I mean, Brandon Ayuk had a couple of really clutch plays as well early on. Like The, the late story, I think, is Juwan Jennings, but the Niners don't get there unless Brandon Ayuk is, is catching balls that are a little inaccurate, a little behind him, but still making some things happen after the catch. Ayuk he was really, is the one that had, he had over 100 yards. He led the team in receiving in this game. The Niners had three yeah. guys with 90 plus yards. So Jennings had six for 94, Debo four for 95, and Ayuk had six for 107. Oh, that's bonkers. I mean, yeah. so you have Ayuk who, who's got those those yards, and then you've got Jennings who on the, the the touchdown drive where he catches it and it's just a beautiful high-low read, the Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, everyone flows over the top to the, uh, the, the receiver that's in the end zone and Jennings is just wide open. I mean, the Rams busted the hell out of that coverage. Yeah, but the thing is, so, and, and this was the case, that whole drive, they, the Rams were having breakdowns and on the touchdown drive or on the touchdown play to Jennings, Aikman and and it seems like everybody kind of focused on the two defenders that were up top, right? The corner and the safety and saying that one of them should have driven on it or the corner should have stuck with it. It was the underneath guys. So they're they're rotating to well, it looks like they should have been rotating to cover three. Um, when we finally get, I think it was like maybe even after a commercial break, we finally get a good replay. And what happens is the the Rams have two underneath guys that both go to the flat. 
And so you see Taylor Rapp is is the safety that was supposed to be rotating down that I think was the guy that was supposed to be the hook defender where Jennings is running, actually the one um, to, to pick that up. But he flows hard to the flat, and then there's a, a nickel underneath him that also is going out to the flat. So you get two guys going out there and just opening up this giant chasm in the middle of the field uh, to be able to throw it to. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, props to Jimmy for for taking advantage. But even earlier, right, I mentioned the, the play, I think it was just right before that, that uh, Jimmy overthrew to Debo. That was like uh, the Rams were very fortunate on that play because they fucked up again. The safety on that side, they're in quarters. The safety Ramsey very clearly expecting the safety help to drive on that on that inside breaking route. The safety's off in fucking no man's land, like just doing nothing. And so it was just like that. Uh, something happened. I didn't get a good look at it, but on the big Debo play that got him down there into the red zone, uh, that looked kind of like a two hole shot. Something was, was wrong there. Uh, it looked like the safety didn't get over the top like he should have been. So yeah, just that whole final drive that the 49ers were able to go and tie the game up, uh, just breakdown after breakdown from the Rams coverage. It was, I mean, they got to feel like shit losing it that way. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo took advantage, and I think that's the yeah. thing, is you can have those defensive breakdowns and your quarterback doesn't see it, doesn't get the ball to the right spot, or your wide receivers don't catch it, and, and everyone was putting in the work to do that. Um, and even, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, there were there were a couple times where it felt like, uh, you know, Jamichael Hasty as, as an up-back was interesting, uh, but he converted a, a third and short, and you had him dragging some Rams, you had Debo Samuel dragging Rams, you had Elijah Mitchell dragging Rams. I mean, on the ground, they were dragging them, especially in that second half once the Rams decided they were going to go back to their too high and then jimmy garoppolo starts throwing darts and and that's how the niners ultimately won the game and and they're not in a position to win that game though without the defense and without that defensive line getting to matt stafford and making him feel really really uncomfortable but before we talk about the defense let's talk a bit about our sponsors because this week's pod is brought to you by tick pick 49ers football is finally in the playoffs and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. That's because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other t- ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NFL tickets. If you don't believe it and you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. The 49ers are heading to Dallas for the wild card playoff round. The last time that I was there was 2014. The 49ers took over Jerry World. It was a home game for the 49ers in Dallas. Let's do that again. Fill that stadium with 49ers fans and do it by getting your tickets on TickPick. Visit TickPick.com slash rivals today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That's TickPick.com slash rivals rivals it almost felt like a tale of two halves for the 49ers defense and in that second half the Niners made Stafford feel really really uncomfortable and he was just he was spotty he was all over the place and it really was was a good thing for the 49ers because in the pregame or in the preview show we talked about whether or not Stafford would be a turnover machine and it turns out that he he continued that kind of turnover streak and he had a couple of deep passes that were not great uh, and Ambry Thomas capitalized, Emmanuel Mosley capitalized, and the Niners were able to take some of the sting off of the Rams' offense. 
I mean, especially in that third quarter, right? It, it just is when things kind of went off the rails. They had, uh, you know, basically back-to-back drives where they had they went three and out, right? And one with the punt, one with the interception. Um, and, and it was just, yeah, uh, quite the turnaround because in the first half, they could do no wrong when they threw the ball, right? It, it just felt like everything was going their way. Guys were getting open. Stafford was making good throws. Uh, and it just felt easy when they dropped back to throw in the first half. And, and it was, uh, going to be like, all right, I guess, you know, this is just going to be like, they're, we're finally going to get a team that is throwing the ball frequently enough early on that they just are able to maintain this lead. And then, yeah, it just, uh, everything kind of they flipped stopped. in the second half. Yeah. They stopped. Tomiko Ryan's again with the, with the mind <laughs> trick. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's got. I don't know how he does it, but he just, and honestly, you know what it was in this game? I think McVay tried to out 49ers, the 49ers this game. It really and felt he, like he, he wanted he, to. Yep. Yeah. He like, he, he wanted to exert his dominance. He wanted to come out with extra offensive linemen early in the game, run the ball early and often run it down their throat. And it was like, no, sorry. <laughs> You're playing right into our hands. If you do that, yeah. You're going to run right into the teeth of Steven. DJ Jones had a couple of really good snaps, got into his face. I mean, Arden Key is continuing his career revival season. You know, Nick Bosa got in on the action. Uh, Eric Armstead also was just like, yeah, they're, I, I'm going to earn that contract this, time, this game. I mean, everything was working along that defensive line, and the blitzes were so well-timed. There was a, a blitz that I think Aikman and, and Buck called it out um, when, when they played it on, uh, or when they replayed it with the, the end zone angle where it looks like they're going to twist and it looks like Fred Warner is going to twist and he fakes the twist and comes back to the hole he was originally running into and gets a free run at Stafford. I mean, the games that they were playing up front and once they started blitzing and overloading one or the other side, it was it was beautiful. And they were making Stafford very uncomfortable to the point where he had a clean pocket and in some cases he was bracing for impact even though he hadn't gotten hit yet. And, and that's exactly what the Niners did. They got in his head. I, I really think the 49ers uh, have, have kind of slowly, I mean, they've been forced to over the course of the season, right? Because they, they we continue to see Nick Bosa getting chipped consistently off the edge, right? Anytime you're in uh, clear passing situations, you can almost bank on on him getting chipped. But they have figured out other ways, right, to, to kind of use that to their advantage. And one of the things that they were doing in this game was they would get in kind of this alignment where Bosa would be split wide to one side. Your three other defensive linemen uh, who were in there would be all to the opposite side of the center. So what you're doing there initially, right, is you're trying to say, we're going to force you to slide your protection to the three-man side. And so you're hopefully going to create a one-on-one matchup for Bosa. But then they would also get Warner or another linebacker down there kind of in in the A-gap, in that free A-gap. And if they chipped, that was in, so Warner got in on a sack on, on one of these plays where basically like he was aligned there early and and they chip Bosa, but him working inside was kind of part of the plan anyway, right? So everything kind of crashes inside, and the Rams' offensive line is like, all right, we got him right where we want him. This this works, and then suddenly Warner's like looping around the edge there, and, and so they've just kind of yeah figured out these other ways to be able to to kind of like, all right, we know teams are going to chip. We got to figure out a way to use this to our advantage, and and it looked like in this game, especially in the second half, obviously that that they had some good answers there. Or one of the other things is you, you have Bosa line up in the middle and then yep. he gets double teamed by the center and the guard. And now you have one-on-ones on the outside with Eric Armstead and Arden Key and they win their one-on-one matchups, which they did in this game and collapsed the pocket and ended up, and ended up getting to Stafford. Um, so yeah, I mean, they had answers. D'Amico Ryan's had answers. He, I mean, he's had 
weeks to work on those answers. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that he does. <laughs> but but he had answers. And, and I'm glad the answer wasn't blitz Dante Johnson from the slot. Because it feels like in years past, and, and, and we love, you know, I love Robert Sala, and, and he did, he put together some amazing defenses, but it always felt like when, when the chips were down and you needed something to happen, it was going to be a blitz from K1 Williams off the slot. And, and they didn't feel like they, 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 did, they did, they did blitz, they did a lot of fun stuff up front, but they didn't have to do it with the things that you know were coming. It looked like it was fresh and unique, and it overloaded and, and really broke down the Rams' protection and got to what the, and really got to the heart of that Rams' offense because, their, their heads were spinning. And and if he had time, they could still get it. Like <laughs> that slot yep. fade. The slot fade to Cooper Cup, I thought I thought if that's how on third and long, if that's what puts the dagger in the season, it's fitting. Like it would have hurt, but it's fitting. The slot fade again, Cooper Cup, like that's how it's going to end. And they still pulled themselves out of that. I mean, yeah, they get Jimmy Ward on the slot fade. And then I, I thought it was such good play design, too, when they get down uh, and uh, like inside the 10 or whatever it was there when they, when he scores that touchdown. And it was, again, kind of going back to the bunch. And it was uh, getting man coverage on it there, like which 49ers love to do. If you get down in tight, especially inside the five, they love to go with like basically uh, a cover zero man coverage look. But rather than sending a heavy blitz with that, they kind of sit usually a linebacker and one of the safe just kind of in that short area uh, right there to kind of like help on any of the, the quick in-breaking routes, right, that you'll see from like the slots and stuff that teams like to hit. And and the way that they released it um, over to the bunch side on that touchdown was was just perfect because it, it basically forced uh, the inside guy, I forget who exactly who it was for the 49ers defense, but basically Cup started outside releases inside to get the inside defender to take him for an outbreaking route. So he automatically gets a leverage advantage on that and they take advantage and, and Stafford makes a nice throw and they get the touchdown. So yeah, they, when they had time, like the secondary wasn't doing a ton. I know they had the, the you have the two interceptions and the last one, like, look was kind of a, a give me, um, you know, Beckham who, who knows what the fuck he was doing. Like not even f- tracking that ball well at all. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what was happening there. So, like, look, yeah, they, they capitalize when they had the opportunities, but in, in large part, like whenever Stafford had time, he was finding guys downfield. And, and so the performance that we saw from Ryan's finding way to create pressure and just those guys up front um, was was huge. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this game was it was a lot of fun. It was everything like it. And, and everybody was tilting, especially at the half. And, and it was like, you know, at, at the end of this day, this, this may be the last time that we get to see this iteration of this Niners team. Um, so like, let's enjoy it. Like, let's let's let it rip. Let's have fun. And and I think that's maybe what Shanahan did too. Is like, all right, let's just run down the throat. Let's go. Let's let it rip. Uh, and they did. They executed. They had like it was. It's a fun game. Obviously, it's way more fun because they won. Um, but it, it was. It's it's a good way to end the year, regardless of what happens in the playoff game. The Niners are going to face the Cowboys. Uh, they're going to travel to Dallas. And 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 yeah. But this game though. Um, this is the game that we'll remember, um, at least that I will remember, because it, it was fun. It was fun to beat the Rams. Um, you know, it's always fun when, I guess, father beats son, Shanahan beats McVay. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just this was this was fun. There's like there's no other way to put it. This, this was yeah. just fun. It, it was. It was a fun game. Like, even though it really started out feeling like it was not going to be a fun game at all. But just basically from that two minute drive right on and, and those final uh, you know, three quarters, essentially, 
was just back and forth. And, and it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch Jimmy make some plays and, and to see guys like Debo and Jennings just making big plays uh, and, and bringing this team back and the defense getting after it. Yeah, it was just there, there was things all over the place. It was just a, a very like action packed game um, that was entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, you've got Dre Greenlaw who was trying to body slam people. You've got Elijah Mitchell carrying fools. Greenlaw got was fucking on something in this game. Like, dude was <laughs> like, was. Out to, I'm like, dude, calm down. There was one time in the pileup and he like nearly rips the back's head off. I'm like, shit, man, like take it easy a little bit. You don't need yeah. to commit murder out there. He woke up and he's like, this is my first real game time in a long time. It's, it's the last game of the year. This is where Greenlaw makes his money. This is when the legend of Greenlaw is born. And so he's like, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to choose violence. And and boy, did he ever. And so he, you've got him out there. You've got Mitchell out here carrying fools. You've got Debo throwing for touchdowns. You've got Juwan Jennings catching everything in sight. I mean, you've got Ar- Armistead's eaten. I mean, everything, everything clicked for this team in this game in two and some change quarters. <laughs> and, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was enough. Uh, let's enough. get to the quick hits. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, let's get to the quick hits. Uh, first up. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo needs to ease up on the clapping when he breaks the huddle. Jimmy four fingers, like we don't need to add more impact to this thumb. It felt like he was aggressively clapping to break the huddle. And I'm like, bro, easy, easy. He was aggressively doing many stupid things early, like on on the busted play where he like takes off and tries to run like, dude, get the fuck down. What are you doing? Like the the one yard that maybe you gain on this play is not going to win this game. What's going to like fuck your team's chances is if you go and hurt that thumb on a busted play like and, and then there was like the broken screen too. that rather than just throwing the ball away. Uh, he tries to take off back the opposite direction. It's like, man, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. He yeah, was trying so real hard. Ag- aggressively dumb early on, for sure. Depending on uh, the, the next quick hit here, depending on which win probability model you look at, whether you look at next-gen stats or whether you look at ESPN, the Niners were anywhere from like 0.6% chance to win to like 2.4% chance to win, which is, I mean, I know sometimes math can be hard. Uh, but that is not good. That is not, not good. When you look, when you look at the the next gen stats stat, uh, they had the lowest minimum win probability of any team to eventually win a game in the next gen stats era, which I feel also maybe like two years. So who knows? Um, but that that includes the Miami Miracle and Super Bowl. Um, you know, ally, whatever. Um, but the yeah, I mean they they they. Every, the reason that people were tilting was because the Niners are not going to win this game. They don't win games like this, typically. And and yet, here they are. They've won. That's one of the reasons the game was so fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's such a big part because there were so many of those situations, you know, getting down early, the needing big drives at the end of both halves. And I know that they've had some uh, some success or, I mean, honestly, a lot of success this season uh, at some of those, like, end-of-half situations. But it's still just never, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I just never feel totally comfortable with with Jimmy and those, like, gotta have it situations, right? And, and they they came through, um, and, and they continued to make the plays when they needed to make them, and yeah, it was, it was great. The research department, uh, Alex, specifically in the research department, a.k.a. the comments here on the live stream, uh, says the next-gen stats era began in 2016. So, five years old, you know. 
Um, one minus the number of wins in a row that Shanahan uh, has against the Rams. Uh, <laughs> McVay is 45-0 and 0 when leading at halftime, was entering the game, and now he's 45-1. and 1. <laughs> Because he did not win this game, even though he was leading at halftime by 17. Uh, it just, you know, that's all the things. McVay... Ah, oh, it's just it's it's good. the the circle of the, the circle of NFC West is it's going to be always a little weird because I think Seattle beat Arizona, so you've got you know the it doesn't matter how good or bad Arizona is. It feels like Seattle owns them. Seattle typically owns the Niners, uh, and now the Niners on the Rams. We'll figure out what this circle continues to do, but it'll be interesting. Um, last thing I, I've gotten the quick hits because we didn't have too much time to prep. Um, but when was the last time a good thing happened when Travis Benjamin was targeted downfield? Because in this game, this is when Jimmy Garoppolo kind of throws it up and it's just this duck because he gets hit as he throws. And you knew that something was going to happen because Benjamin comes in and he runs the motion on that run play. And he was in there just really as a setup so that he wouldn't come in just for the deep shot. But it was a deep play action shot to Benjamin. And and you knew it was coming as soon as he came in the game. And it's just like, why? Why, why is this the thing? And and of course, Jimmy gets hit and it gets picked off. Is Travis, any any play that involves Travis Benjamin should just get shelved at this point. Put it away. Throw it to Ayuk. Throw it to Jennings. There's no reason why he should be there. That's my th- like. Why are you not running Ayuk on on those deep throws? Right. Like what 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 is it that yeah. you're bringing that you feel the need to bring in at this point? Not even a good punt returner. Like he's not even good at being the thing he was good at. He was never good at being a receiver. Like. I, I yeah I, I don't understand uh, why you bring him in for those deep shot plays, but hey, whatever. Um, hopefully, I, I mean I, I can't imagine he's going to be around a whole lot longer. They're going to have to start throwing it to the guys that are good on those at some point. Well, in the last quick hit of the regular season, in the last playoff update of the regular season, uh, the playoffs. The Niners have clinched the playoffs. They are the sixth seed. They escape that three-way tie with the Saints. Despite the fact that the Saints won, the Niners effectively controlled their own destiny and did not let things slip out of their fingers. Now they are going to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to preview this matchup on Thursday. The 49ers have still never finished a season with nine wins. Ah, that's correct because they have they or are the only in, team. In I the guess six- since it went to sixteen, uh, I think. Yeah, in the sixteen game, then, I don't game know. in this. Yeah, in the sixteen uh, game season era, they have ne- they had never finished nine and seven. They had yep. ten wins or eight and eight, and now they could have finished with nine wins. Uh, granted, it would not have been a nine and seven record; it would have been you know nine and uh, and eight. But they finish with ten wins, a double digit win for Kyle, a double digit win season for Kyle Shanahan. After the season seemed more abound at three and five, uh, and it's you know th- there's a lot of things that broke their way, especially the schedule, but it's still a, a pretty remarkable turnaround for the 49ers to get into that sixth seed. It's the seed that you want only because it's a real playoff spot. Right. Like the Eagles, you can be like Eagles, like you get you get the you know the, the ancillary playoff spot. It's not a real playoff spot. This is the, the 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 real playoffs are up here six and above. Right. That's that's where the Niners are hanging out. Um. But we will preview that game on Thursday. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowgirls, their seafoam green pants, uh, and why they suck. And you know what? Maybe we'll bring back some of those 94, uh, those rivalry juices, because I don't care what the point spread is. It's the Cowboys. 
We hate the Cowboys. <laughs> Not as much as the Seahawks, but still. Do we know uh, the, do David, we know the schedule a, yet for like in terms uh, I don't of know if they're playing, playing Saturday. Okay. No, I don't because now you've got uh, games on Saturday, Sunday, and one game on Monday, um, which just seems like a terrible idea. But why? You know that that gives that gives you the the, the patented David eye roll. Um, but I've got a I've got a date with the rest of the champagne, buddy. I am celebrating. <laughs> I have Get it. I, I am pinky up. I am having a blast, my friend. I ran 12 miles today, so I feel like I've got calories to burn, and they're going to get burned right here with this uh, with this kava. There you go. Still sipping it. Always. Pinky ups. Uh, that does it for this week's edition. This playoff. Getting into the playoffs. Oh, we haven't even talked about Ambry Thomas. Quickly on Ambry Thomas. Still up and down game. But you know what? He tracked the ball and he caught it. And, that's what, and he got his ass cheek in bounds. And that's what mattered. It was close. When they went to the replay, I was like, oh shit. Something bad's going to happen I, here. I literally, <laughs> I, t- I, was, I was staring at my wife and I was like, he didn't get his ass cheek in, down, in bounds. Like I was like, he got one foot and no ass cheek. That was, that was what came out of my mouth as soon as he got the ball. And then they cut to it and it's, you know, firm butt cheeks. I'm glad he's got a narrow ass is all I'm saying. Because he just snuck it right in there. It was great. Hey, we, we, we mentioned that they needed to take advantage, you know, if Stafford was going to have some of those moments, right, and, and put the ball in harm's way. You have to take advantage uh, and they did it, and and Ambry Thomas did it in a, a very very big moment at the end of the game to clinch it. Yep. All right, that does it. Playoffs, six seed. We'll be back Thursday breaking down the game against the Cowboys. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Thanks to those of you who are watching live from the Patreon. You can follow me on Twitter at Better Rivals David. Tell about the Patreon how you can see our darling faces live as we're recording this podcast. Patreon.com/slash Better Rivals. Playoffs. Go go there now, and these playoff beers that you're drinking right now, get us one of them. Buy us one uh, of those beers. Playoffs? Five bucks. We've been putting out that hot content all season long. All right, you got to get in there, support the pod, patreon.com slash better rivals. Do it. Man, I don't know what we're going to do this week for the Patreon video. Can we just, like, do a hyperlink to the game? Like, just watch <laughs> it? <laughs> just, just watch it again. Just watch it again. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Trust me. It's awesome. Uh, All right. Let's go watch Clay Thompson come back against these uh, Cleveland Cavaliers because this is how you end a good weekend of sports. Niners make the playoffs. Clay Thompson comes back in, hits a couple three-pointers for the Warriors, beat the Cavaliers. It's going to be fun. All right. I'm going to go finish the rest of this bottle all by myself. Calling to work tomorrow. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, go Niners.